Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. All righty, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to The Sell Better Daily Show. Um, we're going to give it a few minutes for people to jump on in. Uh, but as you're coming in, let us know where you're calling in from. Let us know where you're calling in from in the chat. I'm going to share my screen, and we're going to get right into it. All righty. Oops, sorry about that. Having a couple issues with my slides. All right, sweet. So we are back for, I don't even know at this point, we've been doing the AI series for many weeks on end now. Super fun. I enjoy the fact that I get to host all these and learn from really good people. Uh, and we are back uh, with Timo Cyrus. This is uh, your third time on the AI series, right, man? I think so, yeah. Awesome. Love it. I mean, you're one of my favorite people to do this with. You've got really actionable content. We're going to have a, he's got a giveaway for you guys at the end of this show as well. Uh, but you definitely going to check out his content. Really good stuff around AI. He makes it super tactical, um, getting super high response rates on cold email. And today we're going to talk about particularly how he and how other sales reps that he coaches use ChatGBT to prospect daily. So we're going to focus on primarily ChatGBT and AI today um, because it's you know a free tool for the most part and it's something that all of us can use. And so we're going to try to share some actual tactics with you, with you guys today. So uh, my name is Jen Marley. I'm the director of sales over at Mailshake. I've got Tibo Service here. He is the CEO and founder at Sales Lab. Uh, I was also just checking out his website before we went on this uh, this call today. He's got a bunch of really cool resources. Um, so check out his website. Again, he'll have a giveaway at the end of this. Um, want to say thank you to our partners, Apollo, Demandbase, Vidyard, and Wonderway for making these shows possible. Again, thank you, Apollo, Demandbase, Vidyard, and Wonderway. And Wonderway has a new AI coach that's really cool. We're going to drop a link in the chat. Um, if you're a sales rep, don't worry. You can get access completely for free. You get 20 sales calls, I believe, that they will automatically score and analyze for you. Really interesting approach they take to call intelligence. So check out the link in the chat and go get free access to their software. Um, if you didn't know, this is a daily show. So we're doing this every single weekday. Uh, you might see my face a lot. I'm doing this probably once a week. Um, so good to see you again if you're here. Uh, and also check out the YouTube channel and the website. Tons of free resources. I just released, shameless plug, I just released another lead magnet with Sell Better. This one I was super excited about. Uh, it's my top seven email templates for seven different sales scenarios. So go to the website and check that out. But there's tons of other creators that have put out uh, great lead magnets um, across the whole website. Okay, so we're going to jump right in. Uh, we have zero slides to show you guys today, but that's because we're going to be doing a lot of screen sharing. And I've heard a lot of feedback that people like the screen sharing. So we're going to keep doing that. Um, so today we're going to talk about how top performers use ChatGPT. Uh, we're going to do a live walkthrough of how you can actually use it to be more effective and then examples of high value prompts, uh, that we're using daily. So a couple more things we're going to spend probably the last five to 15 minutes, depending on how many questions you guys give us. So we're counting on you to give us a lot of questions, uh, because I don't know about you, but when it comes to AI, I have a lot of questions and it's hard to understand everything at first glance. So see that Q and A section at the bottom of the zoom bar. Please put all of your questions there. If you put them in the chat, we might miss them. Um, and then the last thing, I'm going to throw up a poll real quick. Uh, I got to find my poll button because I always lose it. Uh, uh, there we go. So the audience has helped me out. Um, so let us know who is in the room. We got SDRs, AEs, frontline managers, senior leadership, or other. Maybe you're in marketing. Maybe you're a founder. We want to know who's actually on this call so we can make it relevant to you. Um, and so well, why don't we kick it to you while we're waiting for people to fill out this poll um, first thing I want to talk to you about is you were mentioning in our pre-call pre -call, how you will take other email templates you see, maybe from a colleague, maybe from someone who shared it on LinkedIn, et cetera, 
uh, and you actually recreate that for yourself. So can you talk to us a little bit about how you use ChatGPT for that? Sure. So yeah, thanks again for having me for the third time. Uh, really happy yeah. to be able to come here. I feel like I'm always talking about ChatGPT and people are, should be bored about this, but you know, seeing how many people we have, it looks like it's not the case. So so uh, yeah, we're going to talk about that. And I came up recently with this kind of use case where one thing I found that is really amazing uh, on LinkedIn is people like you uh, share tons of templates of stuff that work for them. So examples of called emails, uh, LinkedIn voice notes, call, call scripts. And in most cases, you know, they are really great. So they are really precise, really great. You know, they understand human psychology. But the big problem I found with most people I train is that when you show them a template, an example, they have a hard time applying it to their own problems. So they'll see, you know, great stuff, you know, where you're selling whatever you're selling. And uh, they say, okay, this is great. And they really have a hard time putting it to their own word with their own problems. And so one really good concrete use case that I found is to actually show ChatGPT what is a good template, what is a good example. So take, for example, a message uh, that you've shared on a LinkedIn post, then break it down into sections and then being able to have instructions to actually edit it with your own stuff. And so that's what I'm going to be showing you now, how you can do that exactly. So I'll go in and share my screen. Can you see my ChatGPT here? Yeah, so I'm going to share the poll results real quick just so everyone yeah. can see here. Um, actually, this might be one of the, uh, at least in my experience, one of the, the first times where I've seen more AEs and SDRs. So that's awesome. I see a lot of you guys are doing uh, poll cycle, a lot of managers, senior leadership. But thanks to everyone who filled out the poll. Um, this helps us make it more relevant. So feel free to, to continue on with um, the prompt. It looks like the AEs are, you know, their managers told them, now you're going to have to prospect and keep doing, you know, all these things you yeah. you <laughs> So welcome to the world of prospecting. DRAs. <laughs> so basically, um, it's it's a very easy one. So I'll go ahead and pick up a voice note. You know that you you actually go and uh, a, a, and share. So let me just find that here. So this is what you shared on the LinkedIn post a few months ago. So Mark's uh, Mark, thanks for connecting. Wanted to put a voice uh, to the face and name. I'm talking to a lot of VPs of sales, and most are trying to learn more about how they can avoid losing momentum with late stage opportunities. If it's relevant to you as well, I have a few resources to share, interested. I love this because it's direct. You can use it in a voice note. When you connect with someone, you get some great results. So that's really cool here. But what I want to do is to make sure that I can turn that into a template. So what I'm going to do before, give it some instructions. So act like a top performing or a super experienced LinkedIn voice note creator and uh, explain me or and turn the following text into a template. Then you find other things here uh, that I shared. Uh, yeah, this one's even better. I want to use a, a really good one here. Nice. Yeah, we'll go here. Back. So act like an Nexus album prospecting message template creator. I want to turn an album message that worked very well into a template that I can reuse to send myself. Here's the content, and that's what you share. So you go over here, and here, what it's doing, it's showing me some instructions about what you can do. So that's the intro, the purpose, the pain point. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. 
one thing that might be interesting because I used to do this uh, at my last company where we would have like the VP of sales or CRO kind of share the emails that were they were getting and they were responding to. And so like we kind of had a culture where like if somebody, one of our senior leaders booked a meeting from a cold email that an SDR sent them, they would share that email in the Slack group with the whole with our SDR team. So like grabbing those, for example, and saying, hey, can you break this into a framework that I could reuse for myself? Um, and then just keep building on top of that in one ChatGPT workspace could be really cool. And that, what you described is really a, a very good example that everyone in says has heard about where we're all prospecting like crazy. And then the CEO says, hey, I received this really cool prospecting email. I love this. And then I was like, okay, but how, I wish, what am I supposed to do with that? And now what you're supposed to do is to go over here, use this uh, this prompt and actually break this down into a template. And here did it in a, in a bit of a different way from another uh, actually post, which is really interesting. It showed me, uh, it break, broke down the uh, the template into four different points. And then it showed me, you know, it, it gave me instructions. So replace recipient's name, you know, no change here needed. And then it just shows me exactly what to replace and gives me a great example. So if you go, for example, and you're selling a skill-based hiring platform, you say, Sarah, thanks for connecting. Wanted to put a voice to the face and name. I'm talking to a lot of director of recruitment or head of recruitment, and most are struggling with, uh, you know, spending too much time in screening calls. If it's relevant to you as well, I have a few resources to share. Interested? And so here I copied your template, you know, turned it into uh, your example, because that was it was not a template, it was an example, turned it into a template, and then use it to my own, own uh, you know, problems. And you can do that with any template, anything you receive, you can do it for a cold call, for a cold email, LinkedIn, uh, voice note, anything you want. Really the idea here is take the example, turn it into a template, and then apply it to your own stuff. Yeah, 100%. And I met, we actually have a couple questions here. Um, yeah. Do these messages work right after you have connected with your prospect? I mean, my experience, yes. That's It's a great first message to send, particularly on LinkedIn. You connect with them, you send the message. I don't know, do you have anything else to add on that? So, I mean, this, this example you showed us, which is more like a voice note, and then you also have another thing where you do an endorsement, you know, of a skill they have. Yeah. Uh, I think it works super well because um, yeah, I've tried it a few times and, and whenever you're trying to build rapport with someone, again, when you're prospecting, you're trying to start a conversation with the prospect. Here, you're just like humanizing your connection where it's not someone who's connecting directly. And what I love here about it, about this framework, is that you're not saying, hey, I want to sell you something or let's, let's book a meeting, but you're saying, hey, you know, do you also have this problem? And by doing this, and that's why it's so important, by showing a new example over there that, uh, um, you know, like the problem they're trying to do is avoid losing momentum with late stage opportunities. That's a very good one. Um, you show that you have a good understanding of what a VP of sales is going through. And this one, they arrive at the end of the quarter and they're all excited about all these uh, opportunities in their pipeline. And then they realize half of them are gone because there's no more yeah. momentum. So this one works really well because you're asking a question, proposing and teasing a resource and asking if they're interested. So this one works super well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, it looks like Naomi was asking to share the template. So if you don't mind, we can copy and paste that um, in the uh, in the Zoom chat, just uh, the, the initial template right there. Um, or feel free to screenshot it and go in yeah. there. Um, uh, put in the chat also. Yeah, no, this template is great. And for me, you know, one thing I've started, I haven't used this workflow right here, but one thing I would I would potentially do is we all see the templates, cold call scripts, examples on LinkedIn. It's really easy to get overwhelmed and be like, I got to try this one. I got to try that one. But maybe saving it all in one chat, GPT workspace and just 
you know, storing them all in one place. And then if you're going to write a new email, you can ask ChatGPT to like take these other templates as an example and write using that framework. Yeah. Um, so one thing you can do, and you mentioned that is, uh, I, I never thought about it this way, but a lot of people are using it this way where, you know, for me, I'm starting a new conversation all the time and starting yeah. to scratch. So here, uh, you, what you can do with ChatGPT is consider one of these as a specific person or specific job title in your company. So you could say, you know, here it's going to be my uh, connection request expert. So here, yep. when you go there, you know that whenever you want to build a connection request, you go to your connection request expert. And so then you can go at the top, copy paste and everything. And then for all the connection requests you want to do, you can do it here. I have one where I'm going to talk a bit, a bit about this one, but this one is about call calling. So that can be my call call script expert. Nice. So you can stay organized this way and every conversation is one person with a specific knowledge that you can talk to and, and that's really a, a good way to, to do that. Yeah, let me know in the chat if you guys are bookmarking um, chat GBT uh, tables or chats. Um, it took me forever to realize you could do this. It's such a simple workflow that saves so much time because I found myself always going back and redoing the same prompts, giving the same context. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, this saves a ton of time. So what is this one right here? This cold calling script expert was this one you wanted to talk about or or yeah or was different? yeah that, that was also planned to uh, to to be covered. So uh, so it's a good transition which is very similar. So here's to show you a few things. Uh, here we have plugins enabled, which is only in the version of uh, GPT four, but you don't really need it. You know, with, with what I'm doing, I don't know why exactly I've done that, but you know, I enabled the plugins here. But basically, uh, I have a call calls, uh, a checklist. Personally, I'm not really good at cold calling or, or whatever. It's not my my stuff. But uh, here it's a checklist I found and I developed. Uh, you know, or uh, someone shared with me. So Skip Miller, who's a very good trainer and and good friend, shared with me. And so here, what I'm doing is I'm talking about the checklist. And let's say I'm a new rep and I want to build a cold call checklist based on something that works really well. So here was for an example of a, of a, of the work workshop I was doing where. Someone was selling a transfer agent solution. I don't don't ask me what that means, but it's just basically something was selling. The problem this person was solving was inefficient transfer agent processes, slow transactions, high transfer agent fees, and poor customer support. So what I've done here is I've copied a code flow structure, and you can see there's this code again aside, this weird stuff. Don't worry about it. ChatGPT can actually navigate and understand what's the good thing. So don't worry about formatting. Where here I'm showing a code call structure. And basically, you know, it's going through the call structure, which is like uh, intro, pattern interrupt, ask for five minutes, lead with symptoms, uh, find problems, transfer ownership, and set the meeting. And then I'm showing an example. So same structure. I'm saying, These are, this is what I'm selling. These are the problems I'm, I'm solving. This is a template. This is an example. And now I'm asking it to actually go and build a call call script based on the problem I share. And so here it's doing the same thing, where it's giving me a structure, an example, and it's doing the same for all these different parts. So uh, mm. what it's doing here is pretty cool because it's saying, okay, hi, this is Alex with Transfer E Solutions. The reason I'm calling is that I'm looking for five minutes of your time. Uh, I'm talking to a lot of uh, CFOs and they typically ask me questions like, how can I speed up our transfer processes? How can I cut down on high transfer agent fees? How can I get better customer support for our transfers? Sounds familiar? Blah, blah, blah. Okay, and then you keep going and you do this thing. And the good thing is, Realistically, if you are working uh, and you're new at your job or you're building a call script, you're going to have a, a kind of crazy paralysis to go and build it. 
because it's going to yeah. start complicated. You have to play it, and you're, you're going to spend half a day if you're quick. This took me like 30 seconds. So that's a good thing here. And you also have a checklist that you can go and you can check here. You can't, but you can basically make sure that you have this thing, print it, put it in front of your computer, and whatever you're doing cold calls, you go through that. So that's an example. Yeah, I think my favorite part about this uh, and in general with the email one is the fact that it breaks it down into uh, like a checklist or different sections. So um, I see you're, you're sending, oh, that's awesome. I didn't even know you could do that. Um, can you just go back down to the checklist real quick? So yeah, we have intro, pattern interrupt, ask for five minutes, lead with symptoms, find problems, transfer ownership, set the meeting. I really like the way that it's break, broken down there because when I coach SDRs and even for myself as well, when you're cold calling, it's really, it's, this is a little bit of a side tangent, but I think it's relevant to the topic. Um, cold calling and getting better at it can seem like a really overwhelming topic. So the better approach to it is figuring out where are you struggling the most? So maybe you're really good with your intro. You're really good with the pattern interrupt, but you're not leading with symptoms, right? And so when you break it down like this, you can actually listen to your calls or if you're an, uh, if you're a manager, you can go through, break down their calls and check off the boxes where they're actually doing well and the ones where they need to work on. And then when you're going into coaching and role-playing, you don't just coach on the entire cold call. You get really specific on the one thing that you need to improve on, which again, in this example, might be leading with symptoms. So yeah. I really like having these kind of frameworks because it just makes the whole process of doing outbound, which can seem super big and, and, and obviously not easy to do, into simple steps of the, the little things you need to focus on. Yeah. And an example here would be your cold call script expert can be used to actually coach you on something that works well. So here we, we already gave the chat uh, its role. And then I say, I'm, you know, not really, really confident at pattern interrupts based on the example I shared. Can you uh, show me five additional pattern interrupt variations? In here. In recent, does. Oh yeah, this is great. Yeah. Be the right person to talk to about. So um, you mentioned those plugins, they're not relevant to this. This is something that can be done in 3.5. Yeah, you can do it without the plugins. The plugins are more for if you want to go and extract something from a PDF or whatever. This is just like the basic LLM, uh, uh, I mean, chat GPT version. But here, you know, it's like the mayors I'm reaching or I thought you'd be the right person to talk about. For me, it's like, oh yeah, you know, that sounds like a good thing. You know, I can say, okay, hey, yeah, I'm, you know, it's Thibaut here from uh, Sales Labs. Uh, the re reason I'm reaching out is because I'm looking for five minutes of your time and I thought you weren't the right person or talking about XYZ. So here I'm getting coached by the AI directly. So that's that's a really interesting stuff to, to play with. And uh, here that's my my cold call expert that uh, that is helping me. Yeah, this is great. And all the way you go back and forth the conversations, I assume you could probably even go in there and just use it as a full coach. Um, uh, if you don't have the best manager, hopefully you do. And I think it's good to use ChatGPT and your manager. But maybe, but maybe ask uh, something like, uh, like putting in a specific objection that you're running into a lot, like, hey, I'm running into this objection all the time. Yeah. Uh, any feedback on how I can rephrase my script? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think this is great. Exactly. Um, okay. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Anything else to add on the on the cold call system? Because essentially now we've talked about how to turn valid email uh, templates into ones for your own. 
how to turn sell cold call scripts into scripts for yourself. Anything else to add on those two topics, or we can jump into something else? No, I think we can we can jump in. It's it's uh, you know it's just like if I can summarize everything we talked about is really take an example uh, and ask it to either turn this example into a template and then give you instructions on how to use it, or if you have an example and a template, share this and you know put your own problems and then you're gonna get some good ideas. Yeah, don't start from scratch. Copy what's working yeah. already and then make it your own. Get 80% of the way there and then take yourself the last 20%. Um, Becky asked, does ChatGPT know the best time to call? I doubt it. I don't. My personal opinion on it is that the best time to call is anytime or now. Because if you're too focused on when to call, that it's just going to slow you down. But yeah, let's, I'm curious what it says. And it's, so so here's a very good, good question. Becky is, uh, um, you know, whatever you are asking this, this question, so it's telling you something which is, uh, for me, it's it's a bit of a really bad answer. You know, morning between 8 and 10, 4 p.m. and 5 p.m., everyone has good answers, bad answers, but here it's telling you something that is very generic, and it's just the same as if you say, build me a cold outreach email. You're going to get something that says, hey, I hope this email finds you well, blah, 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 and then it just sucks. So here, asking for a fact, a ChatGPT is not the best thing, but showing it what a good email is or, you know, what a good, like, uh, 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 call our uh, uh, structure is and ask it to develop and expand and, and help you brainstorm about the best time, how to organize, let's say, a cold call, uh, uh, um, how you call that, cold call uh, block inside of these hours would be a good a good way. So asking it for facts like you would ask Google is not really the best use case for ChatGPT. Yeah, for sure. And I agree with you, Dan. Uh, I think, yeah, eight to 10, if you're going to time your goals, it's not a bad time, but to, to do what's fine, it's, it's, it's too generic, um, but no, this is great. And I and I like that we're kind of pushing the barriers of where you can ask ChatGPT and where you can. And this is one thing we talked about in our pre-call as well, too. But it was like, there's good and bad use cases for using ChatGPT. Do you have any other examples of like when you wouldn't use ChatGPT or bad examples of how to go about using it? So for me, it's, it's anything related to uh, yeah the use you would do with, uh, with Google, for example, to look for specific things on the internet. So obviously now it's plugged into the internet. So you can go and look for data. It can be interesting, but you know, Google is, is the, the best for, for uh, researching data and finding stuff on the internet. So they developed so much stuff that are really good. Um, and so really using it this way is not really a good idea. So another kind of bad idea would be to uh, build a called outreach sequence to sell Say a sales training or a sales training workshop. I don't know why. So here, that would be that. That's that's the way most people are using ChatGPT. They they say, okay, I asked it to come up with a sales training workshops uh, sequence, and the sequence wasn't that great. And here you'd notice the sequence is relatively short. It's because I gave specific instructions. So I'm going to tell you a bit yeah. more about. But here, you know, it's like. Boost your sales performance in just one workshop. I'm sorry, but uh, anyone receiving this email will ignore it immediately. They won't even open it because of this. And so, hi, I specialize in sales training. Our workshop can increase the reply, reply rate. Interested in learning more? No. So basically, that's an example of how not to use ChatGPT by, you know, just giving it simplistic instructions. The less context, the less the 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 the, the worse the output. Yeah, I agree. And so you, you, you said you added uh, additional context that's already built into your ChatGPT instance. Yeah. Because I was going to say, I know it's not a great email, but it usually ChatGPT spits out like a 10 sentence 
Cool. Yeah. You know. Look, look at now redo it, but ignore my custom the custom instructions. Yeah. A little bit less specific. But yeah, Eric asked a question too, like what are the custom instructions? Because I've actually, I haven't used this as well. I'm curious, yeah. how do you go about sending that? And uh, I feel like that's a good thing too, where if you see interesting data points, um, yeah. there's a lot of uh, a lot of SaaS companies and sales tech, they put out good data on like, you know, uh, feedback on, on how to write subject lines and the length of your email, like Lavender puts out a lot of good information on that as well. Um, I feel like that that's a good thing to take and plug in your chat, GBT. Yeah. So for me, the, the, the beauty of ChatGPT is that you can talk to it in any language you want. Uh, you can, you know, give instructions as vague as you want and you don't need to follow a code. You just need to use your, uh, your words to describe what you want. And so one thing is here, that's an example of how it looks like. You can go over here and click on custom instructions. And so here there's two things. There's what would you like ChatGPT to know about you to provide a better response and how you would like ChatGPT to respond. So for me, I used a very simple thing. And, and since then, the results got much better. I'm saying I'm using ChatGPT to let me save time and get ideas for prospecting, typically for brainstorming ideas and tactics on cold outreach, researching prospects problems, finding relevant information about my prospects by summoning large data sets, and getting ChatGPT to identify relevant elements. I typically work with the following types of customers. So I talk about my ideal customer companies, ideal customer titan, and all the different types of people I work with. I help the customers solve the following problems. Low reply rate, no consistency in their results, missed meetings or sales targets. I do it with the following products, online courses, corporate training, live online facilitation sessions. That's basically, I'm saying here, this is what I'm using it for. These are the people who actually I'm trying to, to contact, uh, to kind of like uh, write the messages for. I solve these problems with this solution. And here in the way I want ChatGPT to respond, and this is where I get the most impact is unless stated otherwise, this is how I want ChatGPT to reply. Avoid buzzwords. Talk if I was a 12, uh, like a, uh, so a 12 year old would understand the answers. Don't provide long explanations. Be super direct and straightforward. Don't use jargon. Act like the most indirect person. You don't have filters. This one works well because they're not like, hey, you know, I hope you find you well, whatever. They're just super direct, which I love. And so here, I'm saying, this is my goal. This is what I want to do. And, and basically, this is how you should talk to me. And yeah, you can do it this way. And the beauty is that you can just ask it to ignore your instructions at any time or add other instructions. But that's basically, you know, what you're going to get when you're studying and giving them custom instructions. Yeah, man, this is awesome. Um, I didn't even know about this. I think my favorite thing was how you want them to respond. Um, respond like a 12-year-old can understand, et cetera. That's Really good stuff. And oh yeah, appreciate you sharing that. Um, yeah. This is gold. Obviously, everyone listening, this of course isn't copy and paste for yourself, uh, particularly you know the problems you solve and you sell to. But I do think the second section with how ChatGPT should reply uh, is super helpful. So yeah, this is great. You're going to save a lot of time. I'll be more specific. Um, appreciate everyone putting questions in the chat. We've got seven questions already. Keep them coming. We're going to try to answer everything during the last 10 to 15 minutes of this call. But 
So anything else that you'd want to share? Uh, I know you've used uh, ChatGPT for like researching or hypothesizing on and researching prospects' problems and the symptoms of those problems. Anything to share on that or, or, or anything else along those lines? Yeah, so basically, uh, if you're in the case where you start a new, into a new company or uh, you, you like most people, you go to a company, you do your uh, th three weeks bootcamp where they tell you everything about the company, what it does and everything, and then you realize you have no clue about what your customers are trying to solve, you can do something like that. So I'd be like, act uh, like, uh, I don't know, if I'm selling to a, I don't know, VP of, or uh, like a CFO, act like a CFO of a tech scale-up in the US with over, with, I don't know, around 200 employees. And share what typical problem problems you try to solve in 2023. I don't even to tell it how to answer because the custom instructions help me. Mm. Right, yeah, you got to add that additional context. So here's listing some some stuff. Cash flow, hiring, cost management, regulation, fundraising, technology, debt, data, whatever, scaling. And then, you know, it's it's interesting. And here, you know, if I'm selling a, a solution to basically do some lendings uh, or like uh, lending products for companies like that, I'd be okay, now uh, develop on the cash flow topic. Yeah, just diving in deeper. Uh -huh. And you, you see, I love how it says unpredictable income sometimes only comes in at different times, making it hard to plan. A 12-year-old can understand that. And that's how I yep. to, to reach out to people. I want a 12-year-old to get what I'm talking about because if so, I'm saying, you know, like, uh, I know there's some some kind of acronyms for that, but I'm saying, hey, how do you do your cash flow management? Uh, you know, you can, you can very quickly sound uh, very buzzwordy, I would say. And so here, delayed payments is, is very interesting. So there's different solutions here. But you know, for example, I can reach out to someone and say, hey, uh, we talk to a lot of CFOs and typically they ask a question like, how can I avoid unpredictable income? How can I reduce expenses? And how can I uh, avoid delayed payments? So these are three things that are symptoms of cash flow problems. And typically, if you're a company that helps you know with cash flow, that's a very good way to start a conversation with your prospects. So for me, that's really what I mean by by brainstorming. It doesn't come up with answers that are facts or whatever for everyone, but typically a CFO will care about these kind of things in a tech scale-ups or a tech scale-up of 200 uh, employees. This is really good. And I mean, I think anybody new to a company should definitely do this. Even if you already have resources and coaching on what your, your ICP's biggest problems are, uh, this is just going to help bring more clarity to that. Specifically, um, for example, I have a friend of mine who is selling to engineers and, um, I don't know about you, but I don't understand engineers. He hasn't, he hasn't been a software developer or engineer before. And so he doesn't understand that market, right? But he'd understand sales. And so he uses ChatGPT a lot to just ask it simple questions. And that's the filter he always uses is like, explain this to a fifth grader, uh, in simple terms. Cause there's all this terminology, you know, sometimes I guess you and me, Tim, we're, we're lucky because we sell the salespeople. We understand what salespeople think. But if you don't, yeah. I mean, most people have never been a CFO before. It's hard to understand how yeah. they think. So 
I think this is a good thing to do, not only when you start in a company, but at least like once a quarter, just keep kind of refreshing yourself on this stuff because markets change, personas change, and it's always a, a good thing to kind of keep up to date on. Um, we've got a lot of questions and I want to get into some of them, but before we do that, if you guys haven't already seen, I'm going to drop a link in the chat. We have an AI bootcamp coming up in the beginning of January. The dates will come soon. Right now, there's just a wait list. So if you want to be on that bootcamp, uh, go ahead and put your email. I'm going to put the link in the chat right now. Um, and uh, go ahead and put your email in there. It's going to be a really intensive bootcamp. We do these daily shows, but we can only go in so deep. Uh, it's going to be a two-week bootcamp where we're going to have two sessions a week with people like Morgan Ingram, Devin Reed, a whole bunch of others. And it's essentially the, the end goal of this is that you guys get your hands dirty, you're using AI, and you're able to do things as seamlessly as Tibo here. And uh, sorry if I wasn't clear, put your email in the link, um, not the chat, and you guys can join that waitlist. So just wanted to share that. Um, but we're going to get into the questions. So we've got a lot of them. Yeah. First one I have here is, uh, yeah, I think I saw a couple people asking this, but with the custom instructions, is that just a ChatGPT 4.0 thing or can you do it with 3.5? Uh, I think you can do it with 3.5. Let me check. Uh, I think my wife had this question. Nice. Uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, you need to check, but uh, you go into the settings, the three points, and then custom instructions. So I think you can, yes. Awesome. Cool. And I mean, if you're using ChatGPT a lot, I think the 20 bucks a month is definitely worth it. Um, we have a good question from our year. Any creative ways for bulk personalization queries within Google Sheets? This is an interesting one. So basically, I think uh, here it's it's the so if I understand, it's basically using all of these but doing it at scale with other people. So there's a bunch of tools that that do that. There's one called Cargo, Get Cargo. I don't know dot io.com or whatever, and you can do it this way. Where what it's gonna do? Let me just share that with you. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, let me just find here. I think I have it in the swipe file somewhere. Awesome. Cargo, 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 cargo. Yeah. So in the swipe file, in the chat. So what it does, it's uh, it's a notion, you know, the, the, what I'm sharing is a notion document where they explain you everything. But basically you can take all of these, add variables, and then it's gonna prompt ChatGPT directly for you and you can do it at scale. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. Um. And then our, we're also doing another show, I believe, I can't remember the dates, but it's going to be in November. And I the, the guest's name is uh, not coming to me at the moment, but we are going to be talking specifically about using ChatGPT within Google Sheets to do some of this at scale, some of this bulk personalization. Um, so we'll definitely get into that. Yeah. Um, we got another question from Art. Uh, what are your top uh, plugins for ChatGPT? It looks like you had a couple. Are you using many plugins or just using the basic? It's just very basic. I didn't explore too much, but there's one which is really nice, which is uh, Ask uh, PDF. So you can go and read into yeah. it. Just think as if you could talk to a PDF, that's that's what you would use. So you go to a PDF and you say, hey, little PDF, tell me more about uh, your executive summary or who's the author of this PDF. And so it, it kind of catches, it, it talks you with it, with it and, and gets you the answer. Another one is where you can connect uh, to a, so connect to the internet, but I think the version of uh, ChatGPT now is already connected to the internet, so you wouldn't need this one too much. But yeah, the, hey little PDF is uh, is what you would do. So uh, ask PDF, ask your PDF. I think it's called. Awesome, yeah, that's a great one. I, I've, there is a use case for that too, as well as like analyzing 10K reports as well if you're doing enterprise yeah. prospecting. So really good stuff. 
Um, we have another one. Uh, this is a fun one. I, I also have some things to share on this too, but uh, any recommended GPT prompts for personalizing subject lines, first lines, whole emails based on various data points like company, company description, or industry? Mm. So for this one, it, it's always the same where you can go and say, here, there's like all the, the data points I have about a company, and I want you to write a cold uh, email subject line. If you don't really show ChatGPT what a good gold email subject line is, it's gonna get you something that's not that great. So there's ways. Uh, uh, I don't, you know, there's ways to actually go and use the API of ChatGPT into a specific software, so you can collect all these things. I'm talking to a bunch of them. There's one called the uh, uh, Calpa. Uh, it's not live yet, but basically that's what they're doing to do video prospecting. But you have a bunch of softwares that are able to take this data, feed it into ChatGPT. But the big problem with these softwares is often the prompts they use in the backend is really bad. So what you get as results is really, really terrible. So what I recommend doing is to be able to, and most of these software allow you to actually create your own prompt. So that's that's the thing you can do. So that that's what I would really recommend is before scaling all of this, make sure you know how to write a good prompt and then you can, uh, you, you can do that. Yeah, uh, and there's, I don't have a ton of examples on this, um, but one thing I like to do is, uh, especially if you go to like a LinkedIn company page description, and I've learned this from a lot of other people who are much better at AI than I am, but it's just one thing that's personally helped me. Uh, LinkedIn company descriptions are typically just long enough to where you can get good information, but not too long, like all the text on an about me page. Um, and with most data scrapers, you can essentially pull all those LinkedIn company descriptions out at once, upload it into chat GBT and then ask it a question based on that. So for me selling sales technology software, it's helpful for me to know what those companies I'm reaching out to who their ICP is. So I might give it a prompt, like analyze this LinkedIn company description and tell me in three to five words, what type of companies and job titles they reach out to. And then I can turn that into just like a custom field in my emails and say, hey, it looks like you target XYZ industries and these personas and I can do like a hundred of these accounts at once and then tie that into my value proposition of what I do. So um, there's a lot of ways to do that. And again, we also have an upcoming show where we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that. Um, but if anyone has curiosity in some of that stuff, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn too, where I can kind of share some more some more examples before that upcoming show. Um, cool. So can you send the prompt for call interruptions? I believe you shared that. Um, yeah. It's in the, uh, the, how you call that? It's in the chat. So awesome. this, yep. it is. Sweet. Yeah, if you scroll up in the chat, you should be able to see that. Cool. We have another question from Bart here. I've been using ChatGPT with Google Sheets to clean data, uh, shorten company names, and rich data with personalization. Uh, any tips on similar workflows? So kind of similar to the other workflow, but I guess any additional tips on that? So, sorry, I was actually looking for the, the thing. Let me read that again. I mean, yeah, all good. Um, it's the one from Art there. Yeah, using yeah. ChatGPT with Google, Google Sheets. Any other interesting workflows you're using with that? Uh, I'm not sure I understand the question. Uh, as long as you have online parsers connected, like finding the centers, uh, what is an online parse? Honestly, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not super sure, but basically, one thing I found is uh, if you think about personalization at scale with ChatGPT, be super careful. There's one thing, you know, uh, very often, for example, there's a, a use case I like is to extract the the LinkedIn profile of someone into a PDF and feed it into ChatGPT. So you can do it like it's called export resume in PDF and feed it into ChatGPT. And so that works really well. 
Um, and then you can ask it to find personalization elements that are really relevant to what you're selling. And often it's going to find, give you good pointers of where to go and look for this, but often it's not going to be that great. So for me, if you want to scale this, one thing that works well is to use this, uh, we talked about it in the last show. It's a framework where you, you do your stuff, you say, hey, curious to know how you're solving this. If you're interested, I have a quick resource to share. Let me know and I send it over. And then you have a PS where you say, hey, I saw you were into uh, mountain biking. Uh, you know, like what's the bike or whatever, some geeky stuff about it. So here you could actually look for a personalization element, which is just something personal. So, you know, do this, where did they go to school? Or, you know, did they post about like a passion they have? Or do they speak a weird language? And then you can use this at scale and just trying to get some PS, which are totally unrelated to the uh, thing you're selling, but that are, that are humanizing your cold outreach. So that's what I would do if I had to scale something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, nailing the PS, uh, it's, I see a question from Mark here, but trying to nail the PS via AI hasn't worked for me. It's tough. I mean, I think it's a, it's a good thing to throw into Tibbo's point. It's like, you're not tying it into your value prop. So it doesn't come across as like corny or whatnot, but I've been having a lot of success with it. My favorite PS, it's not even personalized. It's just, by the way, I sent a connection request on LinkedIn if you prefer to chat there. Um, and I just do that because when I'm prospecting, I try to think about everything kind of like a spider web, the emails point to LinkedIn, LinkedIn points to the emails. My calls point to my emails, the voicemails do. And so everything's pointing to each other. So when I drop that PS, it's a higher likelihood that they might go to LinkedIn, see my face, and have a higher chance of uh, responding. So a lot of different ways to use the PS there. Um, so another question from Scott here. Uh, yeah, I guess does chat, because it looks like you use chat GPT for um, any, does it noticeably outperform 3.5 or any big reasons why you'd recommend people purchase that as opposed to just using the free pre version? Yeah, I'm I'm so sad they don't have an affiliate link yet, so I could make money uh, while you're recommending. Yeah. But uh, I think the the GPT-4, yeah, it clearly outperforms in terms of speed, so it goes really a lot faster. You can give it like some really good data, uh, like a lot of data in it, and so it goes really faster. 3.5, 3.5 was the first one that you know kind of got super hyped and everyone was using it, and so it's doing a great job. But really, uh, the if you want to use it and what I would recommend is start using 3.5. And if you see it works well and you get, you know, use it, use it every day, really investing 20 bucks into the, the four will really make a difference because it's a lot faster. Um, it, it's kind of the answers are deeper actually than what you get in 3.5. So it clearly outperforms with uh, really, really like crazy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, looks like we have one more question here. Do you ever reference methodologies, books, or people in your prompts? So like, for example, write five email subject lines in the style of Zig Ziglar. I, said, uh, I, don't, I don't really do it. I think it could be interesting to try. Um, you know, if you don't give it custom instructions, most likely it's going to tell you like who's Zig Ziglar, whatever, what he's known for. Yeah. And you may, you may find some very surface level, level data. So I'll take an example of a, a good mentor of mine, Skip Miller. And he has a thing that that's called the 30 second speech, which is how you start a discovery call, for example. And so if I'm saying writing the style of Skip Miller, it's not going to know, or I'm not just going to know about this 30 second speech. So instead of doing this, I'm going to say, okay, here's a thing from Skip Miller, which is called the 30 second speech. Here's the template. Here's an example. Now write it based on this, like I showed you in the first part of this workshop. So that's what I would do instead of expecting that it's going to know who this person is. Because that's the thing again, it's like using it more like a search engine than uh, than an, uh, an uh, like a LLM basically, 
And so the idea is really to 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 use it as it's intended and just mostly to brainstorm and, and get some good ideas. Yeah, I agree. We, we had this conversation uh, on a show we did with Morgan Ingram and I think his perspective on it too is like, that person has to be really famous or you have to provide more context on the yeah. speech. So um, yeah, so anyways, but no, really good questions. Again, appreciate everyone answering or asking the, the questions. You know, there's a lot on AI and we got some really good questions today. Uh, Tibo, we covered a lot. We went through how to recreate email templates for yourself, how to recreate cold call templates for yourself. You showed us some good and bad examples of how to use ChatGPT. Again, don't use it as a search engine. Just use the world's best search engine, which is Bing. Uh, I mean, Google. Sorry, bad joke. <laughs> um, and then, uh, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so just really good stuff. And uh, I believe you have something to share with the audience as yeah. well. I dropped you for the chat or that. The swipe file. So basically, I found that I'm, I'm uh, unfortunately, I'm not the best uh, uh, salesperson in the world. And there are so many great salespeople around there, who are, uh, including you, Jet, who are sharing great, great stuff, great ideas, and great templates. So I did a swipe file where I'm actually, at, every time I find a really good message, I'm, uh, you know, putting it in there with a template and example, who's the author, and you can access it there. There's around 13, 15 uh, template messages. But basically, it's to give you ideas of how to to kind of send cold emails and all you know, all stuff that typically work based on what we see uh, online. Love it. We'll definitely check that out, guys. Thanks a lot for joining us today. We'll see you all tomorrow. And Timbo, thanks for the time. Appreciate all the tips. Yeah, thanks for having me.